Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hello, this is Kevin L. Jackson presenting Digital Transformers from Washington, D.C. Thank you for joining. Today, we're going to be spending some time with Mr. Praveen Rao from IBM Blockchain Analytics. He's a managing director of uh, blockchain analytics and partnerships. But uh, before we start, I want to first thank our sponsor, Digital Names by Total Network Services. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to find us wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe so you don't miss a thing. So now, without any further ado, Hello, Praveen. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Kevin. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. No, I tell you, we've been working uh, together for, for quite a while, and it's uh, great to have you here on the show. Uh, I know you well, but please, can you introduce yourself and your role at, at IBM to the audience? Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Praveen Rav. I'm a managing director, predominantly deal with supply chain solutions for blockchain, and also I'm responsible for convening the ecosystems around our blockchain solutions and uh, putting together all the partnerships around the solutions that we have. Wow, that sounds like a huge role. How, how did you get that? I mean, did, when, you, uh, when you were in elementary school, would you uh, say, well, one day I'm gonna be running blockchain for IBM? What, what? What's a bit of your background? <laughs> I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So. <laughs> like us all. Like That's what you're asking. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, my background has always been in the the technology space, and I and uh, I consider myself having grown up in the supply chain space as well. So I came from engineering background, and then into the business background. So naturally, uh, I gravitate towards harder problems, you know, that involve supply chain manufacturing, essentially the, the procurement side of it as well. So I've always played throughout my career in the space where the technology and business kind of meet together. So the technology is a great tool to solve business. And, and it all boils down to how much value we can generate per person by leveraging technology in some of the things that we have done, like from the business perspective, because mm -hmm. supply chain is not new. It's, it's been there since the inception of humanity, right? Uh, but we can do wonderful things with, by leveraging technology, especially, you know, the cloud analytics, blockchain and IoT, things that we could never do before. And, and what it really means is we are, we are increasing the amount of productivity and the value we can generate per person who is kind of working in this space. So uh, that's kind of how my journey started. I was always involved in large business transformation. Mm -hmm. I've done numerous global SAP deployment. I've uh, 
have a good grip on many of the end-to-end processes and how it is done in a global setting, some of the nuances around that, you know, that led me to leverage more and more technology involved in big data and analytics. And now as the blockchain came into play, so that's where I was nominated to kind of help lead and bring some of the newer solutions specifically for supply chain and procurement. That's kind of how uh, my journey started. And uh, I've been kind of leading a solution called Trust Your Supplier from its inception, which you guys are also part of the ecosystem. Very happy to have you guys <laughs> part of that ecosystem as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Source Connect is really proud to be uh, part of TYS. But, but but before we go to that, you know, uh, you you mentioned blockchain and how it's important to supply chain. But you know, most people, if you say blockchain, the only thing they can think of is is Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin, Bitcoin. So it's why is blockchain so hot outside of Bitcoin? Yeah, blockchain <laughs> is uh, it's a very interesting question. It's one of the unique technology where a use case became more popular than the technology itself. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of backwards. (laughs) Yeah, Bitcoin is essentially a use case of the blockchain technology. It went way ahead before, you know, people could figure out, hey, there is more uses to this technology. It sort of ran away before anybody could catch it, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, certainly IBM is one of the, you know, early adapters or innovators of blockchain too. Um, So there is, there's a wonderful history behind that. I won't go into the details of that, but why blockchain matters, right? Blockchain matters for mainly four reasons. One Mm -hmm. is it basically saves cost, you know, it removes inefficiencies and it reduces risks and it increases trust. So the four main tenants what is really helping blockchain you know uh, get block increase the blockchain adoption in the market the way it does that is essentially if you think about it throughout the history the commerce thrive when there is better uh, trust between right. parties right and when there is better trust comes with better transparency among the different parties and that's kind of what yeah. yeah that's kind of what blockchain does because what you have is you have a shared ledger among multiple parties right and that is immutable so it's almost like it's etched in stone so even the person who wrote in it you can't edit it you can always append to it right so that brings the level of trust saying you always know the history of what happened nobody just went snuck behind you and changed their story right 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 and, and it's also it's it there is a provenance of chronology so that means you know the timeline of when it happened how it happened by whom and all that and above all it's also cryptographically sealed so that means only the people who are concerned or need to be intended would have access to that data. So it also brings in, addresses many of the privacy and the data security concerns that that exist in business in general. So in, in, in general, procurement supply chain is a uh, multi-party conversation, right? So wherever there is a multi-party conversation, there is a, some amount of trust deficit. And that's kind of where blockchain really helps because it helps address that trust deficit, thereby fostering better transparency, trust, and better commerce. 
Well, you know, um, you're, you're talking about having this information where people can see, and, and, and blockchain is also often referred to as a shared ledger technology. And when you, when you talk to people about putting something on the blockchain, they say, well, I don't want to share my information with anybody. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to do that. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the difference between, I understand there's a lot of different kinds of blockchain, like permission blockchain, permissionless blockchain. Um, you know, how do you know that nobody else sees this shared information? Yeah, it's a great question because anytime they say shared, the first and foremost thing that pops up in your head is, security and privacy, right? Yeah. Like you don't want anybody accessing my data. So, uh, and you brought up a permissioned, that's a very key concept here, right? So that means blockchain, there are two kinds of blockchain networks that you see. One is exclusive or permissioned, another is mm -hmm. non-permissioned or open, right? That means anybody can access, like the crypto space, we won't go into that, right? right. But Supply chain procurement, I mostly deal with the procure uh, permission blockchain network. So that okay. means it's it's like an exclusive group of participants. That's why we use the word ecosystem. So that means mm. you are part of a network. So that means we know who is accessing the information, where, from, from how, all that, right? So they'd say, right. think of this as no, you're part of a Sam's Club or a Costco, right? So that means you get certain privileges being part of that exclusive club. Uh, so right? like having a card, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> having a, a Costco card kind of. I mean, somebody will watch you before you will go in so you can avail, you know, some of the benefits. Uh, so so right? before you can see the information on the blockchain, you have to be like a verified member. You have to have verified that. member is one. Another thing is there is another concept called channels. That means okay. if you and I are part of the blockchain network, you and I can have a channel. So that means it's similar to what we do now, like phone call, right? Mm -hmm. It's a it's a connection between you and me. So you share information with me, knowing you give me access. You know I'm accessing it because you gave me that permission, but you haven't given permission to my neighbor. Even right. though it's part of the network, they can't quite access it. And, and the information is sealed in all states of data, whether it's at rest, transit, consumption, right? So it's that means there is a level of protection that happens at every state your data is in. So it's not like I can just hack into the back end and then access it, or while you're using it, I can, so it's only intended between the parties that are permissioned and you know um, you have certain rights and it is protected at all states of data uh, life cycle. Right, so, so it sounds like the whoever puts information on this blockchain has complete control over it at all uh, times. Yeah, absolutely, right. And, and you complete control in terms of who you want to share this data with as well, yeah. Now, in today's world, when you talk about technology, you can't get away from cloud computing. Does blockchain have anything to do with, with cloud? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, it has everything to do with cloud too. You know, cloud is kind of making the blockchain go, uh, you know, accelerate in, in terms of that option, right? Because earlier you used to have servers sitting in a room. And in fact, the interesting thing is, 
the blockchain, the concept, even though the blockchain technology is new, the concept is not new. It is well over 20 year old concept, right? Because if you think about it, earlier days, they used to have different storage servers. And anytime you had licenses for the software, you would do a level of fault tolerance by putting that license on multiple servers so that you can always ping that server and make sure you have access to that license before right. consuming it, right? But it was all sitting in kind of a storage servers. But now with the advent of cloud, you can do a lot more than managing licenses, right? That's the whole procurement supply chain things, right? Almost all, all our blockchain solutions are born and built on cloud. Um, certainly it leverages many of the cloud technology when it comes to storage, integration, right? Uh, presentation of the blockchain uh, data. And then it also, um, you know, it, it allows us to scale in terms of having multiple nodes because essentially, uh, since it's on cloud, you can have your own node if you so choose to have a shared ledger uh, in your uh, premise per se. So I guess cloud computing is sort of foundational to- uh, Yeah, yeah. blockchain is built on, uh, you're right. I mean, yeah. not that it has to be cloud, but cloud certainly helps accelerate because uh, it helps you interoperate with other solutions that are on cloud and also integrate with other data providers and consumers, right? Um, so certainly the scalability, the performance would be much better. So if you adopt blockchain on a cloud. All right, great, thanks. So, you know, you, you'd mentioned um, earlier also about trust your supplier. Earlier this year, we, we actually had Gary Store, the general manager, of trust your supplier on the show. I understand that IBM is on the uh, TYS governance board. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, so trust your supplier, uh, it's a, a journey that we have uh, undergone with a partner, Chainyard, that uh, Gary Store works for. So um, certainly we have a, a joint patent for the solution too. So IBM provides the thought leadership and uh, the domain knowledge and the process knowledge when it comes to building the blockchain and our expertise in bringing blockchain solutions to the market. Chainyard brings in the, the development expertise and the, the development resources needed to realize this solution and, and they also operate the solution. Right? Um, IBM is also uh, a governance board member and also a buyer on the network. So that means we, we leverage trust your supplier solution in our own procurement to essentially discover, onboard, qualify suppliers so that you know, um, we can always continue to improve the supplier pool that we engage with, with an IBM. So um, this is more than just information technology though, isn't it? Don't, doesn't IBM use blockchain in, in different industries? Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, blockchain is huge. Uh, we have number of blockchain solutions. We have trade lands, we have food trust. Certainly we talked about trust your supplier, which I focus a lot of my time on. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, blockchain is just getting started. And I think IBM has our services group, well over a thousand networks that they're operating because we also have a, a blockchain engine called BTS 
uh, basically that engine can be leveraged to uh, uh, assemble your own network if you are dealing with a specific problem and if you want to leverage blockchain technology solve any of the trust related challenges in your own company with your partners and suppliers by all means you can leverage that engine and start your own network so a lot of our clients have done that and we also have massive industry solutions like the uh, our, our cross industry solutions like your supplier where there is a, uh, a, a almost a commingling or a merger of the social media kind of play along with the blockchain play where essentially suppliers can maintain their data on a digital passport and share with any number of buyers of their choosing right so that way suppliers still control their data but they can to choose who they want to do business with that the buyers get to choose you know they can constantly discover suppliers that's why it's kind of a it's a nice uh, merger of social media and a blockchain play so i don't oh, wow that's scary that can be scary a social media for for supply chain <laughs> right right now one thing that kind of gets confusing you know there are, are there many many different blockchains and are they different technologies like do you get stuck on one blockchain if you select it or you know do you build your own blockchain um, how does that work how many uh, are there like how many clouds yeah no that, that's a great question you know <laughs> blockchain is still in its infancy i see blockchain going the same route as cloud technology right okay. because earlier there was just one rack space kind of a cloud then there is large cloud players came in you know certainly ibm have a cloud and there are other peers or competitors who also operate clouds right so uh, similarly blockchain is also going to evolve in my opinion right because we have ibm has a blockchain platform called ibp ibm blockchain platform which okay. is built on an open uh, source technology called hyperledger so hyperledger provides the blockchain and ibm is one of the founding and governing partner of the hyperledger foundation right which is which is uh, offshoot of linux foundation by the way right uh, and then there is also ethereum there is multi chain uh, you know there is uh, corda there is a bunch of other blockchain uh, technologies that are out there um, and certainly uh, you know they're all at different levels of maturity right. and some of our major competitors are also planning to bring their own blockchain technology in the future but uh, as we go into the future um, you know i see more of a hybrid model just like how you have hybrid cloud now hybrid cloud is kind of a norm right now where a company right. operates uh, multiple clouds whether it's ibm cloud along with azure and aws right but they all work together to solve a harder business problem i i see blockchain going the same way where there is essentially an interoperability between different network because ultimately what we are trying to solve is the trust and transparency and you need to make sure there is proper handshakes happen between different networks and the data can flow for various reasons right so various different use cases right on this show did you just coin a, a new term hybrid blockchain is that what we're going to be talking about all next year <laughs> i mean it, it it seems a natural evolution as we go in and as more awareness 
builds up around uh-huh. blockchain. But I think that's an inevitability. So because the world is too big for one company and one <laughs> to own, right? And we wow, have and this is coming from IBM. The world is too big for one company. Wow, IBM has changed. <laughs> <laughs> that's my personal view, but anyway, <laughs> <that's> not, <laughs> um, right? But I think you know uh, there are many interesting problems that I think blockchain can solve, and uh, I know there is. World also has an abundance of talent and talented mm-hmm. people. They'll always figure something out. But I think uh, looking at the analogs, right, like the the past evolution. So I do see that there would be a blockchain is a network of network already, but right. there would be a hybrid version of that too in the future. Okay, so sort of getting back to our knitting, I guess uh, supply chain is. Blockchain seems to really be focused on addressing a lot of the risk around supply chain and uh, and procurement, logistics, distribution. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the different risk and how blockchain helps with with managing those risks? Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, the risk is an inevitable part of dealing. You know, when you are engaged in a multi-party conversation, right? Mm-hmm. All it takes is few bad apples to spoil the entire carton, per se, right? So if you talk to any procurement, chief procurement officers, risk and compliance are what keeps them awake, right? Because everybody wants, you know, cheaper, faster, better. No doubt. Right. Right. And companies, most CEOs goes to their CPOs, you know, whenever they need cost savings. But at the same time, the last thing they want is do uh, a business that would essentially put them out of business, right? Because yeah. that's kind of the risks that we are dealing with, considering almost 60 to 70% of your revenue comes through the product and services that you purchase, transform, and then market, right? So uh, it's even more prevalent in when it comes to procurement, right? Because you know, you're dealing with different players in different industries, different geographies. Many of them you're doing business for the first time, right? So that's why if you look at the uh, supplier lifecycle management, you start with discovery and then you go into qualification and then onboarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a number of different risks you deal with, right? Both from the operations and also from the onboarding, like the inception of the right. suppliers into it. So the way we, uh, uh, some of the leading companies, including IPM solving is through uh, essentially a network, right? I mean, it, this is a concept that existed from the beginning. So if I know you and if you recommend somebody and if you have worked with two other people said, hey, this person is good, then my risk level goes up because there is 10 people vouching for this yeah, person that exactly. I'm, you know, yeah, yeah. that I'm trying to do business with because there's a, you know, track record of excellence. So you can reasonably predict the future is going to be consistent with that track record, right? Like people do business with people they know, right? Yeah. So that is one aspect blockchain brings into the network because you're part of an exclusive community. So people know each other, you know, they give feedbacks about each other. There's a 360 degree view of the suppliers or the new business you engage with. And then there is also a huge number of partners that we engage with, the data providers, right? If you're dealing with, let's say, a financial viability, right. there are people like Rapid Rating who will give you FHR score, financial health rating. 
um, compared to the peers in the industry. So, uh, so that would give you an indication of you know how likely that I can continue to do business with uh, or sustainability. Right, we have people like EcoWatts who gives you the su sustainability rating. So essentially, what we do is in a blockchain, it's all provided directly into the blockchain. So what, uh, what many of IBM and many of our peers do is essentially we look at the supplier data mm -hmm. in the context of the data from the trust anchors per se, right? Uh, so all these data providers, so that way you have one consolidated view of various risks, and then you can essentially action on it, whether you want to um, onboard them or not. And we also have other providers to deal with resiliency and operational risk. For example, you know, a, a COVID-like situation happened, right? Uh, or like the Fukushima that happened in Japan, right? Right. So um, uh, the first thing that comes to any CPO's mind is, what does it mean? You know, the cases in India were raising like last two weeks ago. Right. What does it mean to my supply chain? How much of an impact when China was locked down? People were kind of, there was no toilet papers in the thing. Right? I mean, similarly, for businesses, you have much bigger issues to deal with. What kind of impact you would have on your promises to your clients, right? We have partners like Resilink who can put your entire supply chain on a world map and then kind of show you the suppliers who would be impacted in that particular scenario. Also help you figure out an alternate route because the last thing you want to do is single source everything to one place and then be, you know, essentially, you know, have a bottleneck in your supply right. chain. So those are the views that you would get along with, you know, uh, the trust from the trusted partners. <laughs> you say, you know, supply chain, if you're talking about supply chain, there's a problem, right? Supposed to be quiet. <laughs> So I know we're, we're running out of time here, but one thing I did want to uh, sort of uh, understand more is, you know, last year, a lot of people were talking about smart contracting and how smart contracting was going to revolutionize and, and change supply chain. But, but now we're talking about blockchain. Aren't they sort of similar? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's glad you brought it up because that's another salient features of blockchain, right? It comes out of the box, free of cost to you, right? Mm, so okay. uh, what, what it really means is th think about the different things, the cool things that you can do, right? Because right now, the that's one beauty of blockchain. It can completely disrupt your current business model. Right now, a supplier uh, does the work and gets paid, right? right. There's a, a availability to promise date, and that's the date they should to do. It also kind of brings in a level of complacency both in uh, supplier and the buyer as well so what blockchain can do is incentivize by you know having innovative contracts so what if you can bring product to market faster than your competition by working ah. with your supplier okay. so it means more to you you get like much better market penetration or gains right so you can structure that all those scenarios you know into your supplier contract Either you can reward them for delivering early or penalize them for bringing you down or delaying <laughs> your <laughs> Right, right. So, so those things are all something you can build it right into their contract and track them throughout their supplier lifecycle you know, contracts. Sounds like you're gamifying the supply chain. Is that really what you're doing? 
yeah, I mean, the, the kind of things that you could do now, it's mind boggling and things that you could never do before. And the best part is it's all transparent. You know, there is no, I mean, we're also reducing the conflict and need for excess audit. I don't know if you, I, I read uh, the article somewhere, it said in US alone, we spend about $600 billion in all the internal audits and auditing wow. the systems yep. that we do. So in blockchain, everything is audited every single second. So you don't really need to spend, you can use that time, that money for something more higher value added for your company. So you mean I don't have to pay for auditors anymore? Hooray! <laughs> At least not the internal auditors. <laughs> All right. Wow, wow. This, you've, you've, uh, you've taught me so much uh, in the, the few minutes we've had. So we're coming to the end of our time, but how could my audience actually reach out to you if they if they want more? If they want more, <laughs> no, absolutely. So I'm I'm available on LinkedIn, Twitter. You know, certainly please do connect with me. You know, also you can send me an email at Rao P R my last name R A O P R at us .com. So if you have any questions, more than happy to engage with you. Wow. Well Thank you very much, Praveen, for spending the time with me, with us. Um, and, and on that note, be sure to check out a wide variety of industry thought leadership at supplychainnow.com. You can find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. So on behalf of the entire team here at Supply Chain Now, this is Kevin L. Jackson wishing all of our listeners a bright and transformational future. We'll see you next time on Digital Transformers. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Kevin, for having me on. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now.